Blog Talk Radio. Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. presents Evolve, featuring your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney. joining us on this episode of Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture, with your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. The arts and evolving consciousness are how we are bringing that change to the culture at large. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of the times we are in. Your host in helping you evolve is Robin White Turtle Disney, who received her Master's in Fine Arts from Mills College in Creative Writing in 2012 and her Ph.D. in Energy Medicine in 2013. She is an author of three books, the most recent being Heart Path, Learning to Love Yourself and Listening to Your Guides. She has published poetry in many literary journals and numerous anthologies, and her poem First Step was selected for reading by survivors at the Virginia Tech Memorial Bench dedication in April 2010. In addition to her writing... Robin is also an artist whose work has been shown widely throughout the Midwest and East Coast. Robin White Turtle Lisney is a psychic medium and energy medicine practitioner through East West Bookstore in Mountain View, California, through her office in Santa Cruz, California, and across the country by phone. Robin travels across the country as a speaker and leading workshops. To find out more about Robin, you can visit her website at www.thecenterforthesoul.com. So take a breath, relax, and let yourself evolve with your host, Robin White Turtle Listening. Robin White Turtle Disney and the show is Evolve. I'm here today with Phil Bongiorno, who is an artist in Santa Clara, California. His work is featured in Studio Bongiorno, which is an oasis in a sea of sameness where the arts are a broad stroke of the brush, showcasing local artists, 
music, poetry, and other eclectic happenings. It's in a uh, historic California Monument Building directly behind the Santa Clara Mission Cemetery. Phil's work embraces the light in the dark in all of us. And uh, I wanted to interview him today because he's creating not just um, his artwork, but also a place and environment for the arts to flourish. So welcome, Phil. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to be here. Um, so could you talk a little bit about how you created uh, this happening place that you that you have here at Studio Bonjourno? Sure. Um, you know, part of my story is I spent 20 years in the car business, and uh, that was my life. And um, you talk about going to the opposite end of the spectrum, here I am. But um, how that happened is I, I lost that job at, uh, after almost 20 years of being there. And... Um, Within two weeks of that, my mother passed away, and then my daughter's mother passed away. Just I, everything seemed to cave in on me, and I really was at a crossroads. And um, you know, a lot of the, the the craziness of my life was a great um, basis for me to create from. You know, that's mm -hmm. why um, I say embracing the light and dark within us all, because you know, you take some of that dark, and it has to come out in some form or fashion, and and. and expression is the best way for me to do that. Um, initially, I wanted this to be a cafe, and I thought I needed to be in Las Gatas or Campbell, somewhere on a main strip or a strip mall, and um, we ended up finding this off the beaten path here, just this destination, and um, kind of worked with the character of the building and, and made it come together. Yeah, it's a great it's a great building. Uh, it's uh, kind of an old structure. It's an old monument building, so it used to be what made the monuments, isn't that right? for the cemetery across the street. Yeah, I believe they did the monuments from the 40s up until, I don't know what, they're still doing them, and they actually moved to another location, and, uh -huh. and this was vacant. I mean, they still take granite deliveries here, but, uh, uh -huh. you know, they're still around. But the, the place has so much character and yeah. history that I absolutely love it. Yeah, 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 it's great. So that was several years ago, or when? To, how long ago did, uh, did you open this? Um, it seems like, on one hand, it seems so... Like it just happened, but it's been about two and a half years. Uh huh. Yeah. Great, great, great. Yeah, and you, I see that you have, um, you know, we're in an art gallery, so there's quite a large a selection of different kinds of artwork, and you have candles, and you have um, small things that people can buy, but then you also have larger art pieces that are, you know, artwork, original art pieces. So tell me a little bit about your work and. Um, you said it started kind of when your life fell apart, which is kind of the way a lot of artists begin to paint and draw. And you know, initially, uh, I, I went to social media and respected I was throwing up a few pieces that I had done. Again, I'm in the car business. That's what I do. I, I never really considered myself an artist. And through connecting with various people, um, it just kind of, you know, that one person would suggest you need to take this class. One person uh, I met with, and uh, he ended up working with me in a very spiritual way, but uh, basically told me, you know, you're an artist. You need to wear that robe with pride. You don't get a vote in this. You need to, you know, <laughs> use that talent and, and just express yourself. Yeah. And I found that to be very freeing, and that's exactly what I did is kind of just gave it a go. And, um What's nice is I'm not really well known as an artist, so that's why I wanted to feature other people as well uh -huh. and work at a local level, you know what I mean, yeah. and emerging people. I love their energy. Yeah. It's just yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. So you work a lot with uh, um, 
various emotions and looking at moment to moment. You want to talk a little bit about that, the moment to moment nuances of our existence? Well, sure. <laughs> um, what, what's, what's a trip and, and maybe it's age. I mean, tomorrow I'm going to be 51 years old, which um, at one point in my life, I never thought I'd, you know, live that long, but uh-huh. you know, I have, I have kind of a crazy past. Uh, part of my story is I've been sober for 30 plus years. And, um, and so, you know, I was very reckless as a youth. Um, and what I've come to appreciate over time is that um, life turns on a dime. Yeah. And you just never know what is going to happen. Right. So uh, from one given moment to the next, it's just it's always a surprise or can be. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it makes me embrace the good times while they exist. And I've weathered enough storms to know that eventually those are going to pass as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of nice to see the patterns after a while. It's, I mean, that's the glory of age is that you get to see your patterns and you know where you are in a certain way, you know, like you know what cycle you're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. But, you know, the one thing is, is, you know, as I get older, I notice more people, you know, due to whatever circumstances pass away. So, mm-hmm. And then we're right across the street from the cemetery in the Monument Company building, so it's kind of fitting that we take on those darker themes as well. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. important um, subjects to deal with because many of them are taboos in this country, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't be. So we kind of shed light on that, and uh, it it's really helps people awaken and, and kind of live in the now. Yeah, and you have a lot of different kinds of shows here. You want to talk about some of them? As we had, we just had a show uh, that was pretty pretty fun that Chris Moon uh, curated. And uh, it was uh, focused uh, focused on looking at power. So how did that evolve? Well, what ended up happening is is I um, you know I create this space, and the one thing about it is it's always open for good energy. So all sorts of different things end up coming in here and happening. And um, What's great because it is my business, I don't have a board of directors or the city to answer to in that respect. So I felt it was important to take on some cutting edge themes. Mm-hmm. Um, that and um, uh, to be honest, you know, in this day, again, of social media, you see that a lot of people consider themselves artists. And, and that's fine and that's great. Mm-hmm. But what happens is I've come to find is that, you know, you any barbecue with three pieces of art is now called an art show. Any <laughs> pool hall with three pieces of art is now called an art gallery. So uh-huh. what I've really done is focus on what makes me an alternative uh-huh. and to stay fresh and kind of cutting edge in that respect. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we're, we're more than happy to take on um, different themes and different, you know, it, it's important. Yeah. So the power theme was a view of all different kinds of power, from spiritual power to sexual power to uh, just raw power that could come out of the earth or could be expressed in different ways. Um, I was a part of the show, and it was really great fun to be be a part of that. Um, and so that theme... Uh, do the themes develop kind of by yourself, or do they develop with other people, or do they kind of catalytically explode? <laughs> like, you know, you got to do a show about that. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a combination of all of the above. Uh-huh. Um, you know, being a sole proprietor, I, I kind of got my ha- hands full. So um, I dedicated the back area to these types of shows, and, and what it did is is it allowed me a little, certain level of freedom mm-hmm. to have artists that I know and that I trust and be able to say, hey, present me with an idea. Mm-hmm. And I will provide the support. 
for that and let them kind of run with it. Uh-huh. And what's great is the front is a little more mainstream with uh, the staple of artists and more gifty items such as incense and candles and things like that. Uh-huh. And the back, we could be as cutting edge as we want. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't create art with money in mind, but I am a business. Mm-hmm. So I do have to kind of balance the two. Yeah. And that makes it difficult to take on cutting edge. It may not have a retailability aspect to it. Mm-hmm. And now that I've separated the two, we can just be off the charts as far as what we want to do in the back. And mm-hmm. and I love the ideas that artists um, are willing to tackle. Mm-hmm. They're kind of fearless in that respect. Yeah. And art's such a great way to get it out there to people. Right, right. And to have artists' different perceptions, say, on the theme of power is just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to kind of describe the the location uh, a little bit because it's it's really an interesting building. It's got several rooms to it. Um, the first room that you come into um, off of uh, Bethany here uh, is oh, Bellamy. Bellamy. Yeah. Uh, Bellamy is a um, is, is a coffee shop area. So you serve coffee and different drinks and things. Well, what I did is. Um I got tired of going to different coffee shops and seeing, you know, I appreciate they would hang art, but I'd yeah. see the art would be the same. It would be crooked. Yeah. It was getting dusty. And yeah. it's like, wow, I, I want to present that a little better. Uh-huh. And being that I do love a good cup of coffee in a good atmosphere, I'm like, you know, I kind of want to balance both. Initially, I wanted to be a cafe. Uh-huh. I consider cooking to be an art as well, and I love to cook. But I'm kind of happy that didn't happen because I can barely tackle what I am doing. <laughs> Yeah, so what we did is, uh, you know, got a decent espresso machine and, um, you know, have coffee, teas, sodas, Wi-Fi, so people can come and hang out uh-huh. and, um, you know, have a cemetery back- backdrop, which is really peaceful. Yeah. This part of Santa Clara is actually very historic, uh-huh. you know, with the mission around the corner. It was established very early on. Uh-huh. So it's kind of really cool to have that. And with the coffee and the espresso drinks, we work by donation. Uh-huh. So if somebody comes in, they're struggling, they get a cup. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully people come in and, and we'll pay that forward. And if they could put in a few extra bucks, do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to retire tomorrow, but the doors to kind of, you know, stay open, survive, yeah. and just make it happen. Yeah. And you have the, uh, then you have another room that's adjacent to the coffee shop where you have, uh, and in the coffee shop, you have lots of jewelry and all kinds of other things. And then in here, you have candles and you have, um, uh, artworks and I'm looking around cards and all kinds of things that people could pick up and um, stars things that are handmade mm-hmm. I've seen some hearts over there that are handmade that look like art pieces mm-hmm. and, and he's got lots of art pieces here um, some skulls some uh, paintings and and uh, I know are all of these yours on this wall Phil? You know it's really funny yeah they are um, initially you know again me not being a well-known artist I, I go and start this and I, I focus a lot on other people's work mm-hmm. and I kind of took a back seat whereas um, this whole business became my, my canvas to create uh-huh. from and I didn't showcase much of my work and I'm uh-huh. like hey you know what um, truth is I make the most money on my work so yeah, yeah. might as well start showing a little bit of that and that's yeah. where I, I kind of keep that in the forefront yeah. and as well I have a um, I have a staple of artists that kind of you know rotate in and, and have a spot here yeah. the jewelers most of them are local uh-huh. you know uh-huh. and the front area again we'll also use for music book signings and things like that uh-huh. feature uh-huh. emerging and local people uh-huh. and sometimes the traveling band you know yeah. got a bunch of kids sleeping in a van for a month traveling the country which is really cool their energy is amazing yeah and I love that and a lot of them don't have venues to play and this is just that 
perfect personal space where you can get an intimate glimpse into people. Yeah. So last month I know that you had a couple of events. One was a gathering where people talked about their work, and then you had a, a band where the kids came and played, and then uh, you had an auction uh, last week. So you're having events every week that kind of bring people in, and I think that's a great uh, great model, you know, to help the artists and also, you know, showcase a little about what's going on here. Well, because we are off the beaten path, you know, we're more of a destination. So I have to have events to, to really encourage that. Mm -hmm. And um, what I've noticed with many of the art shows that I've attended or been a part of, and even some of them here have an opening show and mm -hmm. a closing show. Mm -hmm. Well, when we're theming things, let's have things in the middle as well. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, in power, which you were part of, um, we had the discussion group mm -hmm. and all the artists, well, many of the artists went up with the pieces of their work and talked about that work and how it, uh, um, what it had to do with power and then um, took questions from the audience, mm -hmm. which was amazing. I mean, um, we had a bunch of people. It was a real it intimate atmosphere and um, really great questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've been talking to Phil Bongiorno, and this is Evolve, and we'll be right back. Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture with your host, Robin White-Turtle-Lisney. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. We are all in great need of sustainable ideas for change. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of our times. Join us the third Thursday of the month at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Evolve. Hi, I'm Robin White Turtle Lisney, and I'm your host on Evolve. I wanted to share with you a few of the things that I'm doing beside the radio show. Uh, you can always go to my website, www.thecenterforthesoul.com, and that is uh, www.thecenterforthesoul.com, and you can learn about all the things that I offer, including readings, healing work, uh, I'm a medium, a psychic. Uh, I'm also an artist and an author. You can check out my books. The most recent ones are called Poems for the Lost Deer, and the other is called Heart Path Handbook and Energy Medicine Guide. Uh, both these books have been published this year in 2014. So I just wanted to share that with you, and now we'll go back to the show.
White Turtle Lisney, and we're back, uh, and the show is Evolve. I'm here today with uh, Phil Bongiorno, and we're, t- we're talking about Studio Bongiorno, which is a coffee shop, artist place, the place to create uh, work. It's a, as he says in um, his blurb here, Studio Bongiorno is, is an oasis of uh, an oasis in a sea of sameness, where the arts are a broad stroke of the brush. Showcasing local artists, music, poetry, and other eclectic happenings, and it's in this historic California Monument Building behind the Santa Clara Mission Cemetery. So it used to be an old uh, cemetery complex. And Phil is an artist that's work is really interesting and very broad. Um, it's laden with a, a lot of emotion, and it also embraces a freestyle uh, with different kinds of. Uh, media that you're using, Phil. So, uh, welcome back, and um, tell me a little bit about how your work, how you came to use these different media that you're using, because it's quite, quite varied. Yeah, um, you know, so part of my story is I, I flunked art, <laughs> and um, which I've been told is a good thing. So I, I really have no problem coloring outside the lines. Yeah. And um, I could draw, been able to draw my whole life, and then I tried to hold a paintbrush and I actually couldn't. Uh-huh. And I really, really struggled with that. And so I decided to uh, kind of pick up some spray cans and start mm-hmm. working on canvas and doing various things. And what ended up happening is I kind of developed my own style. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say spray cans, a lot of people think, well, okay, you do graffiti, and, and I don't. No. Um, the, the particular work that you're looking at right now, um, I work with different glues. I will grab different objects like sticks, Mm -hmm. uh, turkey baster to apply. Mm -hmm. I'll use glues and different solvents to take on different effects. And because I have a cemetery theme in much of my work, this is like a wrought iron. People think this is on metal, and it actually It it looks very metal, metal metallic, but Mm -hmm. uh, it it has, uh, I can see that you've probably used some kind of either glue or or some kind of um, uh, acrylic base mm-hmm. underneath it to create the texture. So a lot of them are highly textured and also kind of reflecting grid works and grill works that mm-hmm. might be in the cemetery or uh, around boundaries of things. And then you use photography too, which I really appreciate this piece uh, that has the, the orb. And that's a cemetery too, is it not? Um, that's the columbarium in... Um San Francisco. Uh-huh. In the late 1880s, I believe they dug everybody up and moved them out to Colma, and uh, that's one of the few places that remained. They're uh-huh. all interned in different. Every little thing you see in that is a vault. Uh-huh. And oh. that's a really cool place because Harvey Milk's there, one of the founders of the Muppets. So there's a bunch of different people. So yeah. 
I like to study graves. I study who's buried in the different places and things like that. And then, again, I'm a photographer as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so you took a photograph of this building mm-hmm. um, some time ago because it's not, is it not existing anymore? Well, it exists, but they don't let you wander around like they used, used to. to. Yeah, uh-huh. which is uh-huh. kind of a bummer because it's a beautiful place. And it's a really cool thing to walk to the different internments and, and see how people want to be remembered. Mm-hmm. There's different mementos. There are lunch pails, ID badges. Um, huh. So it's really cool to, to see how people want to be remembered. Yeah. And so then these little squares that you see, there's, it's a photograph of a building that's three stories high, and there's little squares, and then each of the little squares where someone's interred. Mm-hmm. And then there's a there's a great photograph of Elizabeth Taylor. Is that isn't that Elizabeth Taylor? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It just happened to be there, right uh-huh. right in front of the globe, and it just yeah. framed the photo perfectly. Yeah. And I don't even know that I realized it when I took it. And then when I came back, I'm all, I looked at it and saw that she's kind of prominent in the photo. And uh, I went through all her movies, and because she's sitting right below a globe with a shiny spot on it. Yeah. I just named it uh, A Place in the Sun, uh-huh. which is one of her movies, but also because isn't that, uh, you know, it's a final resting place, their mm-hmm. little spot in the sun mm-hmm. where they get to kick back and mm-hmm. just remain. So yeah. I, I found that fitting. So I see that, um, like, fences and death is a theme in, in your work to some extent, death and life both, mm-hmm. and kind of that edge of how things can change very suddenly. You want to talk a little bit about that? Because... I think it's great that you address it because you not only address it in your work, but you also have, don't you have groups here or something? Yeah, we have different meetings and different salon-type atmospheres where we meet and have various discussions to Uh kind of raise awareness and consciousness on certain issues and things like that. And and death is one of them. We've hosted death cafes and things like that where people gather. Mm -hmm. And, And what's important about a death cafe is that people gather to not only look at what does death look like in their life thus far, but what do they want their own to look like? Mm-hmm. You know, again, we're dealing with the taboo here. Mm-hmm. You know, someone passes away, you're lucky if you get a week off, get things in order, get back to work, and, and that isn't how it works. Mm-hmm. So our last death cafe, we had about 70 different people. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and everybody wow. mingles. And, and don't get me wrong, you got people that are talking about, well, I want to write a will someday. And then you have other people that will say, you know, I just walked through breast cancer. I just lost my son. Mm-hmm. You know, you just never know what that's going to look like. And to right. be able to put it on the table and look at that, it, it's really important. It kind of lets you embrace the now. Mm-hmm. And that's all we really have. Right, exactly. You know, and as far as my art, while I'm willing, why I'm willing to take on the different themes is because I find it really important. If I've done my job correctly as an artist, it, it's just to move a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And depending on where a person's place and space is, that could be either positive, negative, light, dark, Mm -hmm. and so it's important I take on all aspects of that, Mm -hmm. so people can maybe look at the lighter aspects of my work or the darker, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not the painter of light, I'm not going to do a house with a white picket fence and little flowers, that's not my style. Yeah. Yeah. And you're currently working on a a large tree-like piece that's multimedia, it's it's an image of a tree that has like these long um, uh, green-ish kind of textured areas in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, that's for the next show, which is going to be curated uh, from Timothy Dilbeck, who's a resident artist here as well. Uh, and that show is called The Endangered. And that's yeah. taking on various things that are either extinct or with the possibility of going extinct. Mm-hmm. Say the art scene in San Francisco, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So 
I wanted to take on the aspect of, of Mother Nature's role. Mm-hmm. And what I love at the cemetery across the street are the pepper trees. Oh. They're just knotted and very beautiful, and they have a weeping aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. And I took that, but then I gave it more of a, a oriental vibe with the structure of the tree to where it had a bonsai kind of thing. Yeah. And I really loved the weeping aspect of it. Uh-huh. So I combi- combined glues, spray paints, some acrylics. Mm. And um, the piece is still talking to me, so as a result, I'm still working on it. I'm here with Phil Bongiorno uh, inside Studio Bongiorno, which is a art gallery, art studio, and uh, we've been talking about his work, and we'll be right back.
Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture, with your host, Robin White Turtle Lizney. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. We are all in great need of sustainable ideas for change. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of our times. Join us the third Thursday of the month at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Evolve. So we're here at Studio Buongiorno, and I'm talking to Phil Buongiorno. And before the break, we were talking about his pepper tree painting, which uh, he's uh, going to have done display at the next show. Yeah, it's definitely going to be in the next show. This is the biggest piece that I've worked on. Um, and I actually made the canvas. I wanted to work um, on wood this time, so that's uh-huh. my backing. So uh-huh. I kind of made that a little more durable uh-huh. and allowed me to... Um, uh, the different um, flexibility to just create on top of this one. And um, it's coming along pretty good. It's still talking to me, so I can't walk away from it yet. Uh, so uh, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, um, yeah. Just playing it by ear. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I kind of really just let it flow. Yeah. Sometimes I have no idea. In this particular case, I did, so the tree is very prominent and uh-huh. and outlined as opposed yeah. to some of my more abstract pieces. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that um, the work, it really shows the texture and it also it's also highly emotional even though a lot of it's abstract i find uh that's pretty interesting to me um how you express emotion and yet you have a feeling of it being metal or um you know a grill work or something but there's there's also like you're seeing through it but that that you're not seeing through it exactly mm-hmm. you know it's a boundary but it's not exactly it's also a porous boundary yeah yeah well you know first i guess it's it's because of the fact that I don't work with metal, and I'd love to, so I try to fabricate that and give that illusion that it is, uh-huh. which is kind of cool. I mean, again, yeah. I don't work with it, and I'd love to, but it didn't hinder me to the point of that I can't tackle this. Yeah. I was able to kind of work within the boundaries that I know and actually stretch those boundaries and kind of make it happen. Yeah. Because people do look at this and think it's on metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So will you talk a little bit about the next show that's happening here? Yeah, Um Again, that's going to be curated by Timothy Dilbeck, who uh, I met when I first opened. That, that's one of the amazing things that uh, I love about this space is uh, the different energy that arrives here and mm-hmm. ends up hanging out and staying. And Tim's a, a local guy to Las Gatas, a martial arts instructor um, and an amazing artist. And he took to the vibe here and got it and understood it. And I approached him and said, hey, man, I, how about curating the show? Mm-hmm. And he has so many different ideas, but on this particular one, he said, let's deal with the endangered. Oh. You know, and I'm like, tell me about that. And he did, and I'm like, let's run with this one. Uh-huh. So, you know, taking on things that are extinct or becoming extinct in the uh-huh. world. Uh-huh. And what's great is, is you have all these different artists that are figuring out different ways to express that, because that means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. And again, through art, we get to communicate that with the world, mm-hmm. or at least the local crowd here. So is he looking at endangered species, endangered areas of nature, or endangered people? All the above. All of the above. All of the above. Anything that he yeah. basically just came up with some verbiage, which I don't have uh, um, with me right now, but mm-hmm. he came up with that, sent them to select artists, 
And that's another goal that we have here is, is to challenge the artist. Mm-hmm. Take them out of that comfort zone that they kind of are known for and kind of mm-hmm. say, hey, we want you to create based on this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm guilty of this as well. I've been in art shows where people are like, hey, here's the theme. And I look at my pieces and go, oh, this will fit. Mm-hmm. Rather than get the theme first and create based on that. Mm-hmm. You know, really push those boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think that's important to, as an artist to evolve like that. And sometimes we have to be challenged to do that. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I'm, I'm fascinated by um, the death themes that you you have so close here, you mm-hmm. know, with the cemetery. And I, I want to go back a little bit to the death cafe because I feel like that's such an important uh, thing that you're doing here. So are in the Death Cafe, do people, uh, is there a format that you use uh, to create that, or how does that work? Well, what ended up happening is I'd never even heard of it. Two grief counselors walked in here, and they basically said, this is the place. And I'm like, hi, how are you? Can I help you? And then <laughs> they let me know. I think it was founded in Europe, and there's a whole, uh, it's a whole trend, and people are doing oh. this. So there is a structure, but the structure is very lack of structure, so kind of you just kind of let it evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's like a cocktail mixer where you get your cake and your tea and your coffee and you just mingle. And there's mm-hmm. small groups, and you get in, and if the conversation works, it works. Otherwise, go to the next conversation. Uh-huh. And the one I was involved in, uh, the group that I settled in, was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Here I am in my life, um, you know, uh, thinking that I've kind of lived through it all and I've had no fear of death, but I haven't had to face it in many ways that other people in the group did. Mm-hmm. Whereas they're like, I just lost my son, or I just walked through breast cancer, and you mm-hmm. hear these things, it's like, oh, boy. Yeah. And it gives you a whole other perspective. Right, right, right. So, you know, um, it's real important to understand the fragility of life. Yeah. Well, and how wonderful to have a forum to talk about death because it's such a taboo in our culture. I mean, you know, like people don't want to deal with it as, Especially Silicon Valley is like, go, 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 make, 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 <laughs> do, yeah. do, do. Yeah, that's, it's, it's sad and it's true. Yeah. Um, and there's something about the view here that we're right across the street from the cemetery that makes people walk in, either get it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. all people come in and go, oh, my God, you're right across the street from a cemetery. And then I have other people go, oh, my God, you're right across the street from a cemetery. <laughs> And they understand that and they get it. Yeah, yeah. I love cemeteries. I think yeah. they represent everything. They represent everything. Yeah. Life, death, heaven, hell, happy, sad. Yeah. And everything. And depending on my place in space, I can walk in there and just go with it and yeah. feel the feelings that exist. Yeah. And it's very peaceful. Yeah, yeah. And I think as an artist, if I've done my job right, I can convey all of that. Yeah. yeah Life, yeah. death, heaven, hell, and get that. And again, if my goal is to move somebody, I don't get a choice on where they move with the, with my work. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah. as long as I move them, that's my goal. Yeah. And I've noticed that people that walk in here, they're moved in one direction or another. And that direction is, wow, I get it. Yeah. Or, oh my God, this is too much for me. I got to get out of here. Right. And that happens too. Yeah, yeah. There's people that walk in and they don't even last 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to be all things to all people. Yeah. But I find that kind of sad because... Um, Again, so many things are taboo, and we yeah. have this, I, I don't know, it's difficult to explain, but the art here pushes the boundaries, and that's yeah. important. Yeah, yeah, that's what you want to do with with uh, any artwork, I think. But here in particular, um, you're the, pretty much the only gallery in Santa Clara, aren't you? Yes. So, um, you know, that's, that's important to have art as part of the culture, and, and unfortunately, you know, economically, a lot of art galleries have been kind of, 
pushed out of the areas where they could best serve. So it's great that you're here and established uh, the artwork as as uh, an idea place. It's it's more than an art gallery to me. Uh, it has so many other things going on. I mean, you've had poetry readings. You've had uh, all kinds of events here. Yeah, we'll, we, we're not afraid of anything. You know, it's uh, important. If we could build a venue around it, I mean, there's a balance. I, you know, we have to find a way to keep the doors open, and that could be a struggle. Yeah. Because art is very subjective. Yeah. It isn't as though, oh, this is trending, this is really hot. Yeah. And unfortunately, another thing that's wrong in this country is art is viewed as a luxury. Yes. And so right. it's kind of frivolous. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people don't support that. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it a little difficult as well. Mm-hmm. But I want to encourage artists, you know, mm-hmm. to, to trudge on. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to trudge on. And it's really important to take on these different uh, events as well. Mm-hmm. Occasionally we'll get the famous person in here. We've featured Robert Altman from Rolling, Ma- Rolling Stone magazine twice. Uh-huh. We've had Sam Cutler, the former Rolling Stones manager here twice. Uh-huh. Uh, he was their manager at Altamont, and he also went on to manage Grateful Dead after that. Uh-huh. And here are guys that are really well-known in their respective fields, but then they do books. Yeah. And even with books, uh, that's a limited venue these yeah. days. Yeah, yeah, You know, what's cool about what we offer is, you know, you can't autograph a Kindle copy. Yeah. But you come here and you get to have a, you know, a personal Q&A mm-hmm. in an intimate atmosphere and kind of get to know behind the scenes what's going on. Yeah. And I think that's so important. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do local book signings as well. Um, hell, we even rent out the space for various types of functions and uh-huh. stuff. Uh-huh. And it works out great. Yeah. The cemetery backdrop is actually really beautiful and peaceful. Yeah. And being in the historic part of Santa Clara is just, uh, there's a lot of history here. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to take a little break. This is Robin White Turtle Listening. I'm talking with Phil Bongiorno, and we're at Studio Bongiorno in Santa Clara, uh, 500 Lincoln. And we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Robin White Turtle-Lisney, and I'm your host on Evolve. I wanted to share with you a few of the things that I'm doing beside the radio show. Uh, You can always go to my website, www.thecenterforthesoul.com, and that is uh, www.thecenterforthesoul.com, and you can learn about all the things that I offer, including readings, healing work, uh, I'm a medium, a psychic, Uh, I'm also an artist and an author. You can check out my books. The most recent ones are called Poems for the Lost Deer, and the other is called Heart Path Handbook and Energy Medicine Guide. Uh, Both these books have been published this year in 2014. So I just wanted to share that with you, and now we'll go back to the show. Ni u ni u yo 
And once again, we're back, and we're with Phil Bongiorno at Studio Bongiorno. And uh, Studio Bongiorno is an oasis in a sea of sameness, where the arts are a broad stroke of the brush, showcasing local artists, music, poetry, and other eclectic happenings. Um, welcome back, Phil. <laughs> hey. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about what we were discussing at the break, the themes of the shows, and how uh, how you how those develop. And and you said they're kind of cutting edge. Um, can you describe some of the cutting edge themes? I mean, we've talked about a couple of them, like the power theme that was really really a great show, and um, uh, the next one, Endangered. Uh, what have some of the other shows? Because you have different events around the shows, and can you talk a little well, bit? about Well, you know, that? the show aspect only happened in 2015. Oh. Prior to that, I was putting on the shows. Oh wow! So I would come up, you know, with a, a kind of theme and kind of run with it and do this. Mm-hmm. But what I found was is the retention of people looking at art is over 30 days, about 45 days. And the art was changing every 30, mm-hmm. you know. And so I'm like, you know, I need to kind of free me up to concentrate on the front area and then let me get different people. Because I, I what's really great about this space is when people come in and how we meet. And mm-hmm. what I've noticed is if I'm in an art show somewhere and uh, I cross paths with somebody and I admire their work, we talk about our work, let's do lunch, and then we just keep going and mm-hmm. life takes over. Mm-hmm. Here's something happens. People converse at a way deeper level. Uh-huh. And as a result, um, people just open up here. Yeah. And I'm able to hear from other artists and say, hey, you know, it would be cool. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. So I, I end up getting to know them and, and, and seeing these different themes that I'm being approached with and say, you know what, write something up on this. Let's see what we can do. Let's run with this baby. Yeah. And I think that's very, very important. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me personally, and I have, I'm not at the point of doing it yet, I'm going to take on the theme of suicide. Uh-huh. It's something that recently happened with somebody that uh, near and dear to me who was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just it, it shook me to my core mm-hmm. and my family. Mm-hmm. And um, you talk about another taboo. Yeah, right. Depression, suicide. Right. And I think it's very, very important. Right. To be able to put that out there, right, and deal with different artists that have either attempted it or have lived through it, mm-hmm. you know, people like me that are on the other end of it, where we miss somebody dearly, you know, right, and raise awareness to it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so it's just one of the many. It's endless what we can do. Yes, yeah, it is. Well, and I'm excited that uh, I'll be curating a show on the Great Pacific Gyre and the trash that we use and plastic that we have that lives forever. <laughs> Yeah. That doesn't break down. Yeah. <laughs> like, how are we using plastic bags like this, you know? So uh, we're going to be doing that in June, and I'm very excited about that. And uh, and it's just forming, so we're, you know, just at the very beginning stages of it. But that's one of the beautiful things about this space is how we met. Yeah. You showed some work here, which was amazing, and you took a, a, an active part of the show, and then you had an idea. Uh-huh. Now, I've heard of this. Yeah. But I didn't know enough of it for me to personally tackle. Yeah. Yet you do. Yeah. And let's run with that. Yeah. It's yeah. really important to do so. Yeah. We have to, you know, raise consciousness. Right. And I have the venue to be able to do that. And yeah. that's only going to survive with the good energy of other folks, such yeah. as yourself. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, and the Great Pacific Gyre is this great, um, huge uh, area out in the Pacific that's twice the size of Texas. And it's swirling with all kinds of little tiny bits of plastic and boat parts, and all, it's like the 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 earth has used almost this uh, vortex out there, 
huge vortex that swirls. And a lot of shipping lane uh, people don't, people coming through the shipping lanes avoid it because uh, they get caught in an eddy, so to speak, wow. there. So they don't want to be there. So, so, um, but this captain, Captain Moore, he was the one who kind of discovered it, decided to take a shortcut through through the gyre, and he um, did this back in the 90s. And he saw this trash just for days on end. He was going through all this trash that was just floating in the ocean and swirling in this big gyre. So um, he created a foundation. And I'm going to be interviewing him in the next uh, uh, next show or two uh, on Evolve. Uh, and uh, then we're going to do this show and highlight some of what's going on in the world so we can start addressing it. Because you can't you can't uh, address an issue unless you pay attention to it a little bit. That's so right. So I'm hoping that we can uh, draw together artists that are using recycled products or plastic bags or things that are in the their artwork that would help uh, help to bring attention to this huge issue that's uh, not just on the in the ocean, but also on the land. It's you know like uh, big trash days that they have here uh, in mm-hmm. Santa Clara or in other communities where you can throw out anything. I mean, we throw stuff out instead of recycling them, and uh, so that's uh, something we've talked about a little bit. Well, it is definitely we we live in a disposable society. Mm-hmm. You know, everything has a shelf life. That's how they keep us coming back for more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then the problem with the shelf life is <laughs> the plastic items don't have a shelf life. I mean, they they deteriorate, they break, but then they don't disintegrate. They That's don't right. go back into the earth. That's and right. so, you know, this is the problem that we're facing with the Pacific Gyre. Definitely. Yeah. So you've had all kinds of salons and discussion groups and bands and um, and you're open to different groups, which is I think is really great. Like the Deaf Cafe and, and you know like a show on suicide or on uh, trash and how we can recycle or use reuse. So um, I I love that idea because uh, the, those themes are so present in our culture and they're things that people are talking about. Um, and the poetry in particular, I was here one night for a poetry reading that was really exciting, and um, it was one that B. Garth was in, um, mm-hmm. and I, I think she curated that show, but I wasn't sure. Uh, yeah, she was part of the collaborative. That yeah, she uh-huh. definitely. Yeah, and that I don't even remember the theme of that show, but it was uh, it was a great reading here, and it was the place was packed, which is really exciting to see. Yeah, it is, and yeah. we're willing to tackle uh, poetry even more. I managed to. Uh, we just had Jared Paul out of Rhode Island, and the mm-hmm. funny thing is, it was his second visit here, and he that I believe he's been arrested three plus times since he's been here. Oh, in the various movements and different things that he supports. Oh, uh-huh. and uh, he showed up here and brought some folks from San Jose, some really heavy hit- hitters. Uh, we had uh, Mighty Mike McGee, who's going to be back, I believe, April third or fourth, uh-huh. um, and they're going to do poetry and story time by the fire out in the courtyard. Oh, great! So really, kind of capitalize on that uniqueness that just yeah. exists in, in in the area and yeah. kind of give it a venue. Well, we have a huge number of poets uh, in the Santa Cruz and San Jose areas, um, and of course the Bay Area is like mm-hmm. a mecca for poetry, and slam poetry is, is really big in this area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just created our Santa Cruz slam team last week, so oh, wow. we're very excited about that, and they're going to have uh, here in Santa Santa San Jose, there's going to be a slam team come, come out of this area too, so wow. it's pretty exciting. So. Yeah, I'd love to um, have them 
come pay us a visit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's an invitation I will extend to them. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. (laughs) Well, Phil, it's been really great talking to you. I'm really excited about what you're doing here. I think the arts are such a cutting-edge area where people can understand, like, what the issues are in the culture, um, and then artists get excited about it. They create artwork around those themes. Um, and you've been doing this for two years, and the place is going pretty good. I'm like pretty excited about what you've been able to pull together here. Yeah, no, I I am too. Uh, you know, I'm kind of kicking off 2015 really refreshed. Just got back from Maui and had a nice vacation, uh-huh. which has been about seven years. So you know, yeah. and one of the cool things about taking on these different things and having the different um, uh, various people just show up out of the blue makes every day exciting you know I unlock the door not knowing what the day is going to hold and and (laughs) who's going to show up and what kind of art am I going to see today you know and it's just amazing so it makes it always exciting and worth doing it another day for yeah yeah well thanks so much for being a part of the show I've been speaking with Phil Bongiorno uh, who is an artist and his work is laden with a wide variety of emotions and textures and different nuances to help bring us into the moment um, he also is uh, the owner of Studio Buongiorno, which is an oasis in the Sea of Samus, where the arts are a broad stroke of the brush showcasing local artists, music, poetry, and other eclectic happenings. Uh, and it's located in the historic California Monument Building behind the Santa Clara Mission Cemetery uh, on Lincoln. So, Phil, thanks so much for being here. I'm thanks for having me. delighted to have you on the show. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Carousella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E for our live on-air call-in show, Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m.